0: chapter thirteen of half a century by jane gray swishelm this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami labour service or act age twenty five mother's will left everything to trustees for the use of elizabeth and myself she had wished my husband to join her in a suit for the recovery of father's city property and he refused but signed a deed with me conveying my interest to her. This claim she also willed to her trustees for my use. He felt himself wronged and became angry, but had one remedy. Being the owner of my person and services, he had a right to wages for the time spent in nursing mother, and would file his claim against her executors. I do not know why I should have been so utterly overwhelmed by this proposal to execute a law passed by Christian legislators for the government of Christian people, a law which had never been questioned by any nation or state or church, and was in full force all over the world. Why should the discovery of its existence curdle my blood, stop my heartbeats, and send a rush of burning shame from forehead to fingertip? why should i have blushed that my husband was a law-abiding citizen of the freest country in the world why blame him for acting in harmony with the canons of every christian church I of that one of which i was a member and proud of its history as a bulwark of civil liberty was it any fault of his that all that she the wife can acquire by her labor service or act during coverture belongs to her husband certainly not yet that law made me shrink and think of mother's warning given so long ago but marriage was a life contract and god required me to keep it to the end and said when thou passest through the fire i will be with thee and the floods shall not overflow thee i could not bear to have a bill sent to my mother's executors for my wages but i could compromise and i did he returned to louisville sold the goods went on a trading-boat and joined samuel in little rock while he was there samuel died died a presbyterian and left this message for me tell sister jane i will meet her in heaven this my husband transmitted to me and was deeply grieved and much softened by his brother's death rev isaiah nieblock of butler pennsylvania a distant relative and very near friend asked me to take charge of the butler seminary and become his guest my salary would be twenty-five dollars a month and this was munificent elizabeth went to Pittsburgh to school and i a butler where my success was complete and i was very happy among my pupils were two daughters of my old patron judge Braden one of these little nanny was full of pleasant surprises and brought down the house during examination by reciting a country girl's account of her presentation at court in which occurs this stanza and there the king and i were standing face and face together i said how is your majesty it's mighty pleasant weather by nanny's way of giving the lines they were so fixed on my memory as to be often mingled with solemn reveries and after years petitions were presented in the pennsylvania legislature for the abolition of capital punishment senator sullivan chairman of the committee to which they were referred wrote to mr kneeblock for the scripture view he was ill and requested me to answer which i did and mr sullivan drew liberally from my arguments in his report against granting the petitions the report was attacked and i defended it in several letters published in a butler paper Anonymously, and this was my first appearance in print, except a short letter published by George D. Prentice in the Louisville Journal, of which I remember nothing save the strangeness of seeing my thoughts in print. End of chapter thirteen.